it is really easy to contribute. Taking the time to put your complaint into a mailing list. Like if you keep on complaining so much, you know that people are gonna point you to the source code. Making it open source is a totally different thing. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The host of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Today again, we are sharing something that's unique, at least in uh, the tech community here at, uh, at Bol.com. And without spoiling uh, too much, uh, yeah, I think this uh, contribution will make a positive impact far beyond the Bol.com tech landscape. And it will serve an enormous uh, number of companies. So uh, we are really uh, proud of this uh, achievement. Uh, and uh, yeah, this will help engineers uh, all over the planet. So really glad that we can uh, talk to the, the guests on this uh, episode. Yes, yes. And uh, the guest, uh, our guest is the first Bol.com employee to become official committer to the Apache logging services. And it's the umbrella for all kinds of logging stuff, including the very well-known Log4j. So yeah, Peter Paul, introduce him. Yeah, so the, the guest of today is uh, Volkan Yasici. He's a software engineer at Bol.com, has a PhD in computer engineering. Yeah, and has been contributing uh, yeah, to the search engine of our web shop, currently working on Excel, our internal uh, framework. And listen to the previous podcast we made on that subject, uh, because we can't actually call it a framework, but all the details are uh, laid out there. So, um, yeah, welcome, Volkan, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. I, Thanks yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volkan, congratulations with, with being this, this uh, uh, committer to the to the Apache logging uh, services. But can you just tell the, tell the listeners what you just, uh, in, in preparation before this reco- recording, you shared with us? What, what happened yesterday evening? Yeah, that is uh, something, to say the least, really emotional happened yesterday evening after putting my son to sleep and grabbing a copy, coffee, climbing upstairs to work on the log4j. It was around 10 p.m. I received an email from the Apache Logging Services PMC board that they were also uh, inviting me uh, as a PMC member too, so which was quite an honor and I was really flattered. And as you might imagine, like I- I'm going to talk about it in a in a while, but like after a three years long hard work, like I'm really glad that this happened. And uh, yeah, I I think it's difficult to put this into words. Yeah, it is quite an honor. Yeah. So big applause for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Congratulations. It's really amazing. Also that you just heard that we, before being here with us. I, I really congratulate uh, you on this one. I think it's it's quite an honor indeed. And uh, yeah, I can imagine uh, all the things uh, going through your mind and, uh, and your body now that, that of this excitement and this 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 real deep honor. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, wow. Hey, but yeah. you already mentioned, yeah, you've been working on this for like three years. Was, was that your first uh, contribution to a free open source project or? No, no, definitely not. Like, uh, I think it was, I'm one of, so to say, very few. Uh, like, I've, I've been using Linux for more than two decades. 
So if you're losing using Linux, which also translates to the fact that you need to deal with its bugs on a regular basis. So that was the first time that I was introduced to open source, like uh, submitting bug reports or helping people in the mailing lists. Or uh, then after that, starting to make small contributions to the operating systems and such. So at, at some, yeah, I'm a programmer. Of course, you might imagine that I'm contributing most of the time to the code itself and the documentation itself. But there was a time, I think it was Debian Potato release. Uh, like the, their official banners were made by me. So oh. back then, I, yeah, but back then I was uh, or, or as a part-time job working as an illustrator using for, uh, GIMP. So okay. I also made the banners for them. It's like so eight as, years ago or something, right? Yes, I think even it is. Not, <laughs> yeah, 2000, <laughs> maybe 1999, something like that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So you, so you also have quite a history in, 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 the, in this open source community then already. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody does. It is, it, is, it is so implicit. It is so indirectly part of our lives. We just take it for granted. And when we speak of somebody contributing to open source, it gives a so far-fetched impression. Oh, you need to be a programmer. But not really. It is just uh, taking the time to put your complaint into a mailing list mm -hmm. and then and, it and from that point on you're actually contributing because you're yes. making steps to make the stuff better right yeah 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 and the, and the other thing is that that uh yeah uh linux and, and open source they they are everywhere now because yeah you could actually state that that uh, the best sold laptop on amazon once was a, a linux laptop namely a chrome one which yeah. also runs linux and yeah. it's 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 so dispersed and so everywhere already. It's it's it's. If you start thinking about it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, totally and, agree. And, and you have you've been in this community uh, contributing. What? Uh, because yeah, you also mentioned yeah, a lot of people don't take of of contributing a question, whether it's by answering a question, mm -hmm. by adding things on a mailing list, uh, or actually uh, programming. What drove you to do so, uh, Volkan? I think, first of all, it's a really immense feeling to uh, make a change to a product that is used by like thousands of people. It gives you qu quite some um, like self-confidence of what you are doing. On the other hand, uh, over the time, in the course of the time, you also start experiencing, you are learning actually quite a lot. When you think about your day work, the main reason that you are getting paid, that you have that salary at the end of the day, is keep on doing what you already know. Of course, you are getting better and better, but it's it really like not every day somebody is approaching to you and telling you, hey, you could have actually done it this way and it might have actually been better. So this is not really... Uh, something easy to achieve in your work environment but in an open source world so since it's not tied to a single company there are people all around the world from different time zones so you can just uh, get a random email from a random guy telling you to fix one line in your code that you would have never thought of so in the meantime you learn a lot so it's for you a kind of raising the bar as well yes and i, I am applying many of the practices that i learned in log4j to Boblin.com as well, like uh, 
Log4j is a really established project. I think it is, I don't know, but probably again, two decades old long. So it has a quite major code base. For instance, the ideas that we borrow from that, we are applying it to Axel, the framework, which is used by, I don't know, close to 1000 microservices at Bobuncom. So it is quite an achievement, also big win. mentioned that that um, uh, uh, that that you can get a comment from so someone around the globe somewhere yes. thinking that you could have done that one line better yeah. um, I think that also will uh, scare a lot of people actually to get such a load of uh, at sometimes good comments which can make them better and yeah. sometimes yeah really shitty crappy stuff right I mean yeah. and how to divide them yeah it is like um, I think it is quite challenging to make your project have a uh, have quite some reach because like the uh, adoption process is to your experience to attract new users and they will start complaining about the tool that you're pr probably offering them for free but yeah it, it is not that you're getting um, you, you you are like overflown by all these complaints. Most yeah, I, I think they're okay. They're manageable. And uh, as far as um, like according to my experience, most of the time people are really trying to be kind mm -hmm. and uh, constructive because they are also aware that they are not paying for this product and neither us are getting paid to do this product. So it's on a uh, mutual benefit basis. So people are really kind, trying to do their best. But and and that, that's probably also one of the, the the large difference with some of the other spaces on the internet that you have a, a mutual benefit, a shared goal of making this piece of software better. Yeah. Where, where there are a lot of places on the internet where people are just trying to push their point of view, uh, not aimed at a specific goal. And I think that that really sets it apart, right? That makes it a community. Yes. And since, since uh, the projects, the open source projects, or to say it precisely, free and open source projects, because not open, every open source project mm -hmm, is yeah. that you can contribute. So free and open source projects uh, are like, if you keep on complaining so much, you know that people are going to point you to the source code. So dude, just go and fix it. There yeah, is nothing exactly. stopping you from doing that. So that also makes the border clear. Um, so if you have, if, if you would have purchased the product that you can't access its source code. So indeed, complaining is the only way of com uh, contributing. But uh, that is in a totally different structure and setup in the uh, open source world. Yeah. Can you remember uh, when you uh, started to, to, to join this open source community, uh, what was your uh, way of doing that? Was it also by uh, you started out going to people and say, can you fix this? Can you fix this? And then being pointed to, or was it a, a choice you really made? Okay, I want to be a contributor. But, uh, yes, I was really impressed. Like uh, uh, I contributed to PostgreSQL. I contributed to PHP. Yeah, they weren't really major contributions, but at least they still have a couple of lines from me. Um, so what I've seen is in the mailing list, there are people who are far beyond like of of knowledge and experience far beyond anything you have seen so far. Like, really 
what we call programming rock stars. So I would even pay to just sit next to them for a couple of hours to see how they are working. And in that mailing list, they are just helping you without asking for anything. So it, it made me, it gave me the feeling like that I'm an apprentice, uh, like it is uh, where the master is, uh, is in the right spot. We have the right medium to communicate and I can learn uh, as much as, as much as time allows or uh, I can afford to. But um, yeah, it is, um, what made me is I wanted to be like them. So to say, I, I, I was re I, I envy their knowledge, their depth of their insights. Yeah, so really and, and, and to some extent, you're <laughs> you you're achieving that now. We also we uh, uh, with with the with the email you got yesterday by becoming a PMC member and and, and yeah. things like that. And you you get the acknowledgement uh yourself now i mean yeah 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 it's yeah it, it is quite some dedication to be honest like it is m m most of the time even though bob.com provides plenty of incentives to its mm -hmm. engineers to contribute to open source stuff but in the meantime we have our day jobs uh, next to that and yeah. uh, which comes first most of the time, which makes sense. Like if Bob.com would have been my company, I would exactly do the same. So I'm not pointing any fingers or this is not really a complaint. This is this is an acknowledgement of how the things are like, how the conjecture, conjecture is. Uh, yeah, but it is, it, it, it is a hard dedication. And yeah, it is uh, at company, we do support it. And back to the state, is also really beneficial for companies too. So, uh, which I also really uh, uh, recommend managers, directors to uh, evaluate their decisions about open source. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was one one of the very first engineers at Bogoncom who open source an internal project. Mm -hmm. I think I was sort of naughty back then because I actually open sourced a couple of projects without really consulting to anyone. But that, mm -hmm. back back then, by the way, I'm speaking something like... You were very enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, back then, Bob.com didn't really have any open source uh, procedure within the company. Like yeah. they didn't know what to do with it. It wasn't like they were, they were saying, you please don't do it. It is just they didn't know. And when I first said people, hey, I open source this, they... They just got interested in the idea. Oh, how does it work? So you're forced uh, to start thinking about how does this work and uh, yeah. how, how do we uh, have to deal with it as a company? And I, I, yeah. don't, I think we have such a thing as an open source contract right now that uh, yes, you, you know how to, how to work with it and so yeah. yeah, like Bob.com started having uh, a company GitHub account, so which is already quite something. And you need to sign a some sort of like developer agreement with the company, like I'm, uh, you know how that things work, but like it, it is, it is really relaxed like that. Oh. Yeah, I actually signed it like that contract uh, appeared three years after I started open sourcing my stuff. So, but even then I, yeah, I signed that contract, but what does it really mean if you want to open source it? Of course you need to uh, give rep, uh, like you need to share your credits uh, with the original source, you need to say that hey, 
this used to be a Bob.com project, but we open sourced it. Bob.com is still funding me for that. I can spare this many hours on this project, which is fine, which which makes perfect sense. Hey, I have one question uh, about something you said uh, earlier, and, and it's you said hey, if you start contributing and you're building pieces of software, it's it's hard to reach uh, reach out to the community and to uh, uh, and to have people make use of it, and you mm -hmm. you need to provide a good user experience. What do you mean with that? What uh, how does that look like? I think um, I'd better answer your question in two parts. There is this. Uh, PR part of your project, how are you going to advertise it? How are you going to make sure that people who are in need of such a solution will hear about your solution? And the second part of your question is once they manage to make it to your software, let's say you have a landing page or just GitHub page, and then what? So, uh, yeah, the first part is like, you, uh, I think probably you came with a solution to a problem that you were pretty uh, confident about it was a problem. Like you, you're not reinventing something that was already invented or you're not providing an inferior alternative to another solution that is already there. So you already have an idea about the community surrounding that solution. Be it meetups, uh, be it mailing list or Stack Overflow questions or IRC channels, other Slack chat channels. So once you like, you really need to talk about your solution there. Part to do that. So it's yeah, networking. Yeah, mo most of the time you really need to do have good networking. And yeah. yeah, of course your product really need to have a selling point, like unique selling point. So people would consider to replace their existing system with another alternative. That that is one thing. And the second part is like you really need to have a good user experience because. Most of the time, what is happening is you have a unique proposal. People approach to your project and they try to understand exactly what it does. So like, what does this tool provide me in addition to the alternatives? Why shall I take the effort of going into this route? So you really need to have a good elevator pitch. And by the way, this elevator pitch is not just in text. You all needs to also be visually like you need to have a good website and like good documentation that's appealing to your audience. And then you really need to write how to's and guides and uh, frequently asked questions next to your development job because you already spent your nights into making sure that this product works. And somebody is asking you, how does it work? Yeah, like it is in the source code. Do you just, but of course you can't expect people to look at the source code and run your application. Oh man, this is this is so much in line <laughs> with what, what we, we, we were so naive with, uh, it's it just so much similarities with, with our podcast and, and putting that online. And we thought, okay, uh -huh. we made a great content, we put it online and people will find it. But that is, that's not how it works. And it's the same, same with, with, with open source software. You put your, your great piece of software online and you might expect yeah people will find it but yeah you have to do the marketing part around it and uh, and that's what you call yeah. the great user experience yeah and there is also about this information pollution if we would have been discussing this subject let's say 15 years ago then this problem didn't exist back then because there were already uh, insufficient amount of solutions to problems out there so Let's say you wanted to write a text search engine or you wanted looking for a solution for text search engine. There, like there's 
one or two solutions like and they weren't even competing with each other they just uh, happened to grow in different dimensions so the choice for you was obvious but nowadays it's not the case there are so many competing alternatives like speaking of your podcast just look at itunes and search for i wanna like even if you say e-commerce tech stack podcast i'm pretty sure it would give you 50 50 yeah 50 different really precise results yeah Yeah. true okay so you're not a marketeer, we're not a marketeer, and we're fa- yeah. facing the same problems. We want to learn from you. So so what what are like like one or two takeaways that you really learned from promoting the things that you did in open source to, to have people use it? I think the most important tip I would give is you need to be a user of the product that you're developing. This is what I feel missing most. Like you really need to use your product. You need you need to think like if you have a problem, where shall I go to get some help? Like, is it uh, will I go to an IRC channel? Will I just post this question on Stack Overflow? Um, then you start visiting those communities and get to know these people and reach out to them. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm to be honest, like a podcast. And a logging library uh, uh, re- require quite some different uh, PR effort. But yeah, I-, I think the gist of my suggestion would be you need to think like your users. Like I'm, let, let's say I- I'm, I'm a guy who is interested in podcast technology, uh, IT related podcasts, podcasts. What do I do? How do I find them? How do I reach them? Yeah, things like uh, like yeah. Uh, yeah. for instance if i get my personal uh, pre- preference what i generally do is i follow and when they attend to certain podcasts then i mark them yeah this is something i need to uh, i need to listen to because i really like this guy and what he says is probably valuable so and that, and that's exactly what you also said about the the code you provide. Uh, you you have to talk about it in meetups, in conferences, to to be this known guy for for these solutions. Yeah, great. Hey, can we, to to become more concrete about the um, about the subject, uh, we uh, and and about this specific contribution contribution uh, Apache logging services. Um, what what exactly did you contribute, uh, Volkan? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a really uh, good question. So let's start with what is Log4j. Um, Log4j is a Java logging framework that is uh, that is that has a really uh, rich feature set. So it has, in in principle, it has two components: layouts, appenders, layouts. Um, tell you how to structure your logs like do you want to convert your logs into a json message do you want to convert them into an xml or do you want to just output them uh, one line at a time in the console so these are determined by the layouts and in addition to that you have appenders so what are you going to do with that log are you going to send it to an Elasticsearch cluster are you going to store it on the disk are you dump it to the console so it has this layouts and appenders uh, concept. And what did I contribute? I contributed JSON template layout. So what it achieves it, it converts your log messages into JSON messages. So you later on you can 
consume them by any appender or any storage solution that supports JSON, which happens to be uh, almost every logging uh, storage solution. Um, yeah. So uh, the the actually this is not the first time somebody has contributed a JSON layout to a logger framework. So the unique selling point of our contribution was it it is customizable and it's fully customizable. So it doesn't tell you how your logging how the um, how the resultant JSON should look like. You you specify the structure in the configuration. So you say I want to. Uh, exception stack trace to be placed in this field and I want the logging level to be placed in that field. Oh, by the way, in addition to that, my company has specific needs. I would like to include the host name and the timestamp or the IP address in that field of the JSON. So this is what our JSON layout doing. And in addition to having this flexibility, it is blazingly fast. It is blazingly fast that it is garbage free, which means like if, if you are really into programming, Java is a, a garbage collected language. So uh, like whenever you allocate an object, it is it is released by the virtual machine itself. You don't really need to do anything for that. But this, of course, comes with a cost. Um, so in, in our case, like the code is such highly optimized that it doesn't do any allocation, except, of course, during initialization, it performs an allocation once for the main data structures. But besides that, everything runs in memory without an extra allocation, uh, which makes it really, really fast. One might be questioning, do we really need uh, from a logging framework to be that fast? Hell yeah, like it is. I can give a really simple example. I once introduced a sort of bug to one of the really older versions of this logging layout. And in Excel, we shipped that release. Next day, people started complaining, hey, the garbage collector usage of my JVM application started to have a peak after upgrading to this release. Who would knew that it is about logging? But it is about logging. And when you also think of logging, people tend to confuse it, or not confuse it, but of course it makes sense. You think about logging, like diagnostic messages, or indicating a certain state of your application. But there are many other domains in IT that are using logging in totally unimaginable ways or with uh, really strict constraints. Two primary examples that I most use are in banking industry, there are certain cases where logs should never ever disappear. Otherwise, it should throw an exception. Hey, I couldn't log this, like I couldn't, transmit this log to the place that it needs to be transmitted. So it, it, it needs to be as robust as a database. Yeah. Uh, like bank, yeah, banking is one of them. So they need these kind of feature sets. And uh, like I, I find it a really uh, heartwarming example. When I first started implementing this JSON template layout, it wasn't garbage free. Yeah, it, its performance was okay, but it wasn't really superior. And a guy from Australia told me that they deployed it on an IoT system running on thousands of sensors. And he started complaining, it is so slow. And I, I was kind of shocked, of course, flattered. Hey, my code is running in Australia on a company that I've never heard of. And they even deployed this on a scale 
that this tool wasn't intended for. So that guy started asking for like, how can we make the performance better? What about this? What about that? And then we started having this conversation with him. And uh, yeah, I started profiling code more and more. Then it occurred to me that, hey, we, we, shouldn't, we should stop allocating new objects because they are slowing us down. And then it happened to be uh, garbage free. And which is also something that I'm proud of because it makes this certain plugin the fastest compared to its alternatives. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so you uh, talked about uh, how to pro uh, to promote stuff. Well, it should have uh, the the specifics that are aren't in place yet. So you were talking about yeah, yours is fast and it's uh, fully customizable. So yeah. the, those are really great benefits. And with with the story you just thought about this uh, guy from Australia, uh, it, it's it's a nice bridge to the next question. And it is okay. How do you think we will experience the power of open source in in a sense that uh, yeah, we will see contribute contributions of others to the code that you build. Uh, um, first, let me. Uh, would you mind helping a bit? So you're in particular interested in what is the uh, win in this for Bob.com as a company? Did I get yeah, it right? Uh, so by by uh, open source it, you mm -hmm. get uh, feedback. So we uh, so the product becomes better by the by working together with the open source community. Mm -hmm. So the question is, yeah, did we already experience that and uh, or not? And you actually already sh shared this example yes. of uh, making it faster. So yes. But so we have more examples. Yes, it is not just feature request. I can say 90% of the bug reports that we receive are from external people, from other people all, all around the world work using this tool. So. <clears throat> like, you, you know, there is this phrase called battle tested. So like there's this product which is battle tested. So uh, I, I, I think I sort of had that confidence in this plugin because I think it fits into this bill. It is battle tested, used by many other people. Uh, they contributed bug reports, feature requests, enhancements. So that was a, that there is quite some gain in companies making a product open source did they also uh, so so did they uh, did bug reports and, and ask for enhancements and, and features but did they also code themselves and yes and edit? yes okay. of course they did yeah of course they did yeah cool. yeah i really didn't read our user uh, like open source contributor license agreement at bob.com in detail i don't know whether it's allowed but yes there is code in our infrastructure that is contributed by other people who are not employed by Bob.com. So yes, plenty of people has contributed to that. Yeah, but uh, that's that's totally logical. That yes, we, yeah, use, yeah. We, we use other libraries as well, right? That yeah, comes yeah. from the open source community. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in in other places, eh, we're we're also working on with code that we uh, open source. Eh? We have the the NFTP where we basically making kind of FTP. Uh, uh, for the cloud, because a lot of other companies that we talk to still want to use FTP, and uh, we don't know how to connect it otherwise with buckets and stuff like that. And we did uh, stuff for Avro, uh, the, the 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 format and and, and stuff like that. Do, would you do you have any any tips for them? What what would you uh, how could you help them to make, for example, the NFTP project uh, bigger? Um, like I support their goal. There is indeed a big gap in the market regarding FTP. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks and acts like FTP, FTP is deprecated, but no, it is not. It is just deployed in 90% of the entire IT infrastructure out there in the wild. So it is not not even next year, maybe not in two decades or so. It is here to stay for quite a while. But this fact uh, is not reflected in the library support surrounding it. So in the, in this case, I think on FTP project, uh, which is released by Bolton.com, is really po- uh, touching to a po- crucial point. And yeah, t- to get wider adoption, yeah, indeed they need to come up with a fancy uh, landing page. They need to um, really make it easy to deploy. Also, they need to provide like really sane defaults. Uh, because with the least effort, people can just configure and get it up and running in no time. By the way, I'm not saying like they are not doing it right now, but I'm more trying to point out the hurdles, difficulties, which are not really top priority thing for Bolt.com as a company, because we are already using this product. We are already use, deploying it. We, we are implementing that product, so we know how it works. But like making it open source is a totally different thing. You need to start thinking about uh, putting effort into these kind of soft soft aspects of your library. Exactly, and you have to also uh, yeah, come up with a, with a kind of process how to deal with other people uh, yeah, working in your code and, yeah. and, and uh, from all over the world, they're working in, in different time zones, you have to, to uh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, yeah, come up with how, how to deal with all these uh, aspects uh, there. Yeah. I think it's good to uh, to uh, add to the show notes the links to the to your project and to yeah. NFTP uh, so people can find it if they uh, they want to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wh- where's the in in general the value for Bot.com Tech um, uh, in this uh, in this project? And um, we are using it. I think to the best of my knowledge, every Java application we are running. So we we have, I can say, sort of ahead of the average uh, logging infrastructure at Bolt.com. Um, so all Java applications are first uh, logging to Redis. We are using it as a buffer and then we are um, moving logs from Redis to Logstash and then from Logstash to Elasticsearch. Um, so the direct benefit at Bobon.com is like tens of thousands of microservices using it. But it is, there is also, which I really like, there's a chicken and an egg problem in the way we use our uh, logging plugin. Uh, Elasticsearch also uses Log4j2 for logging. So all the Elasticsearch cl- uh, clusters that we run at Bobon.com also uses this plugin. But the chicken and egg problem is the Elasticsearch cluster that we use to store the logs also uses this plugin. So, do you see my point? That uses a platform that also uses. Yes. Which kind of runs in the container that, okay. So, so that that aspect of it I really like. Like, So it is, but to come back to your question, where do we use it? It is used in every job application, be it a microservice, uh, be it an Elasticsearch application or some other third-party open source project which which is compatible with Log4j as a logging uh, plugin. We use it everywhere. Yeah. Great. 
Hey, and uh, looking at the future, what's what's next for you um, in this area? I think generally people have the misconception of, oh, these main developers, they are probably always busy with really fancy new stuff, hardcore features. No, it is just like as as every other open source projects, there are some really rotten parts of Log4j too. Like I'm trying to overhaul those parts, like rewrite certain tests, make sure the build uh, CI pipeline is not broken and add more tests, uh, improve the documentation. Uh, the more I get involved in the project, the more, so to say, unpleasant work I started doing. So, but yeah, I, I'm contributing more and more, and I'm really enjoying every second of that. It is, it's great. It's, it's such a great feeling to be surrounded by very talented people all around the world, and they really welcome your questions and they sincerely, kindly reply back to you in detail. Sometimes they even, like, you ask a one-line question, and re in response, you get an explanation for a four pages long. So it's yeah. like I, re I really like it. What I really find interesting in this is stories that, that at some point I think you mentioned something like rockstar developers. But the more rockstar you become, you still have to do the mundane stuff basically and work work on that word is instead of all the glitter and glamour. And that's yeah. yeah. Really fascinating in your Yeah, but it, it is it is like that, right? It is it is just like our houses. Somebody needs to clean the toilet. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, Pete Paul. Yeah, about I think. Time, that, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get really enthusiastic about uh, conversations like this because uh, I, I can really feel the passion for for making great software and contributing to 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 your own product and to that of others. And uh, I just really uh, love that. And I hope that it's uh, that it's really inspiring to uh, yeah a lot of our our listeners to uh, to also start uh, working on that. With even the smallest uh, contribution that they they can make or they can afford, or I don't know, just uh, 20 minutes after that lunch break every day, uh, doing something on forums or answering questions or stuff like that. Uh, I think that that can make a huge impact already, as you also uh, mentioned. Yeah. So from your side, Volkan, what what would be uh, yeah the takeaway that you uh, would like to share with the audience? I I would say just. Don't be shy. Don't get discouraged by uh, like what other people think about it. It is really easy to contribute to open source projects and the gain for you, both for your employer and for yourself personally, is uh, uh, like it is it is quite rewarding. Um, just go ahead. It is you, you don't even need to be a programmer. Like it is easy to say. You you hear this statement a lot, but it is indeed the case. You can you can help with the documentation. You can even help with the triage of the bugs. Like somebody is reporting a bug, but is it really a bug? Somebody needs to reproduce the bug. So even just putting one line at the bottom of a bug report, I tried this, and yes, it indeed breaks. This is also really valuable. This saves quite a lot of time. Um, so, like, you can also participate in the mailing list. You can, uh, as I did 20 years ago, you can even do artwork for them, create banners, draw banners. Um, you can just uh, make advertisement of them in different platforms, like talk about it in a local meetup. Just talk about it. Hey, there's this thing and it works pretty nice. I used it. You can give it a try. Like, 
those are really uh, invaluable contributions to the project. It is easier than what most people uh, perceive, yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't have to become this PMC member by the first day. Yeah? That's yeah, what yeah. you say, to start small and then build experience. An extra responsibility, like uh, you feel more responsible about bug reports. For instance, right now I started replying to bug reports. Uh, I performed triage of bug reports, which actually has nothing to do with Bob.com, which like let's say there is this Kafka appender which I never use or will never ever use in my work, but I still try to fix those bugs. So it comes with an extra responsibility. But as a last thing, what I would like to also share with the audience is there is still quite something that you can do without really moving your finger. And it is donating money, donating money to the projects. It is, uh, I'm not telling you just go to website and click on the donate button. Let's say you're using an open source product and you have a certain complaint about it. Go to its development channel, ask, I want get, I want this to be fixed. Who can do it for me? And I'm going to pay for that. And people will start raising hands. Personally, I use Ubuntu. This is a XFC flavored Ubuntu uh, distribution. And I, uh, I know a guy from California and I know a guy from Vienna that uh, I, I, I on an occasional basis just transfer money to them because they are fixing stuff for me. I'm using this operating system on a daily basis. And if something is going wrong and it really frustrates me, I send them a mail. Hey, this really bugs me. Can you fix this? If so, how much time would it take for you? And how much do I do I owe you at the end of this? And he tells me, yeah, it would probably cost me a week to fix this. And this is my price. I said, fine, this is your, I don't know, 1000 euro, 2000 euro. Please go and fix it. So, but you, you pay that uh, as a requester directly to the program or is there a, a fund in between that, that does that? This depends that on the moment. structure of the project that you are working. Because since I was already quite involved in the Ubuntu community, I know the, the the kind of developers who are contributing to the core. I know them personally. I even met them face to face, so we know each other. Uh, but this doesn't mean you need to. They do have mailing lists, and you can also uh, like publicly ask for consultants. Like, hey, this like this really doesn't work, and I want it to be fixed. So for, for me, it, it feels a bit like a tension in here and because uh, on one hand you say, yeah, come up with your uh, with your requests and feature requests, your bug reports. And in this community, we will fix it. And on the other hand, you say, OK, I want to have this fixed. Can I pay you for it? So there's, yeah. there's a tension or not. That's, how do you feel that? Falcon? No, it is like it is same while doing your garden. Either you're going to do it yourself or you're going to pay somebody to do it. But your garden is always there. You have the full control of it. It is, uh, it is, uh, uh, and like, let, let me put it this way. Let's say we have a product at Bob.com and it's not working in the way you want. Like getting it fixed is in this case way more constrained because there is probably a handful of people who knows about it. You need to find them. They need to spare time for it. But in the case of an open source project, you will have probably plenty of people all around the world. Uh, so I, I think your chances are higher to find someone to work on it. Do you say there is 
there's something like a marketplace out there that you say, okay, I want to have this in, in this open source project uh, and you can bid on it. Is that how it works? No, no, there is not like it is it is their communities. Like Spring okay. maybe Spring was not really a nice example. Like in the case of uh, Log4j, we held a developer mailing list. So you can have access to these developers, reach out for them. Well, nice, nice twist in the end of the of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of this part. Cool. Yeah, actually, maybe I, I can share something which I, I felt really proud of. Uh, due to pandemic, for instance, it is it's really difficult to use our development budget. Like you can, like you're not able to go to conferences anymore. Like you can att- attend to virtual ones, but if you would really like to. When my son was born, that year I couldn't go to any conferences and I couldn't take advantage. A single cent from my personal development budget and back then I asked my manager can I still receive this budget but donate it to an open source project and they approved it so oh, nice. back then like yeah I, I donated 1500 euros to Zubuntu and you, you enabled others to develop yeah it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great way of thinking yeah and they, they they really fixed the multi-screen setup which I really work wasn't properly working, so they fixed it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, Falcon. Uh, yeah, thanks for your for your time and uh, your um, your uh, great stories about how you contributed, how you built up this uh, self confidence to uh, yeah to become this uh, committer, and in the end for for this project, the PMC member. So really liked it uh, to hear uh, hear this story from you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate it uh, that you welcome me here. And uh, yeah, it was great to talk about it. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions. So if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.